in the year 2682, there are only robots and cards against humanity. And in their fight against the Cybertronic incursion, they have asked us not to read an ad. Fight on, humanity, and enjoy the show. This week on Bullstone. 68-year-old woman gets pneumonia, leaving Americans the only rational option to elect a fascist. Russian MP complains that Holocaust is more widely known than the death of Soviet soldiers. Little boy blue, come blow your... corn? The new practice of harvesting corn with dynamite and what it will mean for your wallet. In our News from Yesteryear department, we take hundred-year-old headlines, such as Federal Government Tramples Rights of Native Americans in North Dakota. Russian Gosduma unilaterally confirms that the Russian national anthem shall be changed back to the Soviet one, just changing the lyrics. Hop goes the diesel? How companies are capitalizing on the trend of adding literal fuel to soft drinks. All these shaft-smacking stories and more tonight on Bullstone. To Bullstone. I'm Dave Stecco. I'm David Flora. Hi. Oh, and we have missed you. But you know what we haven't missed? Getting amazing guests for Bullstone. So this week, Flora, tell them what they've won. Well, Dave, I'll tell you what. <laughs> we got a real treat this week. This week, we welcome our Dark Myths comrade and host of the Eastern Border podcast, Kristaps Andresons. Kristaps, привет! До свидания, товарищи. How are you? What's how, how, how's it going? What's going on? Oh my gosh! I'll say that again. It's it's it's, it's a very early morning here. It's hard to concentrate. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I meant I meant um, greet, greetings, comrades. I should forget my Russian for this episode. Yes. You just told us bye first, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was, and that was Christoph's. <laughs> but but that's but that's okay. It, it'll be true in about fifteen minutes. So you know, you never the, mind. <laughs> that's the classic Soviet brusqueness. It was over before it began. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Christoph's is from Latvia, not Lithuania. Not Lithuania. Get it right. Some idiot, some idiot got that wrong. Uh, he's over there with our uh, our listener Giannis banging around. I'm I'm sure you two, you two have met and had many adventures and beers together. <laughs> Actually, no, we haven't. <laughs> you know, Latvian Giannis. Except Giannis <laughs> is the most popular name here in Latvian. Just, just saying. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, Giannis is John. You should just hang out with all the Giannises, all the Giannis, the Giannis. Christops, how about you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and then uh, about a little bit about uh, the Eastern Border and the projects that you're working on? Oh, uh, <clears throat> I am cold, miserable, and currently not trying to poison the, your, your, these fine two gentlemen by pouring fluoride into their water system. <laughs> Flora loves fluoride. Triggered! 
<laughs> what you say triggered? What, do you also have AK7, AK47 at home? I, I don't I don't see one. You, you strange it's American. American. It's American. It's American. It's American. Everybody. Okay, okay. I don't I don't actually have a, such a thick accent. I just put it on sometimes when I when I want to be extra funny. It, it's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. Um, I'll start by the fact that I'm getting married in two days. So uh, it's crazy. Oh, congratulations! Congratulations! Nazdrovia. No, triggered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's getting it. <laughs> uh. See, the thing is, thing is, you don't say Nazdarovia. That's that's stupid. You say Zazdarovia if you're drinking with someone. That that not part just kills it. It ma- it makes it make no sense. What it's like, when you when you say Nazdarovia, it basically means you're putting something on the health. Oh, oh on well, the health, not to every, your health. Every, everything that I say is a little stupid. No. Do your health is Zazdarovia, not uh, Nazdarovia. I see. Zazdarovia. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, I'm um I I'm I'm twenty seven right now. I'm getting older by each each passing second and life turns into darkness and misery very quickly. Uh, but but that's fine because my country is about to be invaded by Russia anyways, and and I'm banned from there, and I have literally multiple death threats from from that that side of the border. So you know. But yeah, you're like Soviet middle aged. I guess so. No, no. The thing is, um, <laughs> it's not it's not as bad. Um, I'm making I'm making a podcast about the life and the history of Soviet Union mostly. Sometimes I'm do, I, I do something from Tsar era or modern day Russia or and Eastern Europe in what as well. But what I do is that I was tired of American bullshit about our end of the world on television and everywhere. So I use my, my nice my nice nice education, which is I have a master's in Western philosophy and another bachelor's in, in Soviet history. And I'm also a journalist, an actual one. Like I've actually gotten printed a lot and still do. So yeah, I gather stories from the people as well as the historical sources, and I then I then I try to exp- explain to Americans how it really was like here. Some people like to lo- tend to like it. I don't really know why. And uh, <laughs> I dig it's it. probably your yeah. your bright uh, and and happy attitude, of course. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's your flowery disposition. That's right. <laughs> what are you talking about? I am extra happy right now. I get to speak with American. <laughs> Uh, well, it's a pleasure to have you on. We both have listened to uh, The Eastern Border. I suggest it to everyone, after you're done listening to Bullstone, go check out The Eastern Border. Uh, of course, we uh, played the clip from it last month as part of the mm-hmm. Dark Myths plug. Uh, and I hope some of you have gone to check it out. And the rest of you, please go check it out. I would suggest uh, going and listening to the uh, Chernobyl episode. Uh, Dave and I have both listened to that. And it's it's both fascinating and harrowing. And uh, uh, fascinating again. It comes back to fascinating. Yeah. So a lot of stuff uh, over here. Of course, you you probably know Chrisops. We as Americans, we I, a lot of us just hear about the the aftermath of Chernobyl. And uh, for me, it was very enlightening to to know what led up to it, uh, and how <laughs> how the government quote unquote dealt with it <laughs> right yeah the 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 early day response and well, it, 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 after afterwards i find out some some more things because turn, turns out dur- during that time it was like hey i'm hey so hey ukrainian kids around chernobyl everything is fine we give you some gifts and that that's like during that era on soviet 
children's channel only Disney movies were played, which you didn't see normally. It was like, no, no, watch, what, what, look at the, do you want to look at the, the like, uh, great, great problems over there and that burning huge building? But we give you, we give you Snow White. You have never seen Snow White. Yes. What, what's more attractive? Oh, man. <laughs> right. More like uh, Uranium Snow White. Right. Ugh. Also, also, guys, um, of my two early, early headlines, only one was false. Can you tell which one? Oh, uh, I think the first one was false. I believe I recall the second one actually being true. Oh no, but you, but you are wrong. The first one is just completely, oh. completely true because that that just literally happened yesterday. The second one was false, but it's false only because they did it already ten years ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it sounded familiar. Uh, well, uh, uh, we're happy to have you on, and uh, we're happy to talk about some weird stuff. Uh, we, ho- we hope you've got some nice, weird things uh, from your neck of the woods. Okay, how, how, many, how many news where you are called Nazis should I pick up? How many news where we're called Nazis? Yeah. The, the Americans? As many as you want. Yeah. Oh, great. Load, load us up with Nazi accusations. <laughs> we're, we, also, we also like to use that to win an argument as quickly as possible. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the it's, Trump card. It's the sweep the leg option. <laughs> but I don't no, no, want it, it does it doesn't really it doesn't really work here because you know uh, according according to to Russia by this I mean so I think I should I should inform the people I'm I'm officially kind of blacklisted in Russia I, I've lost my visa can't go there and receive multiple death threats for my show you know hey I'm doing something right how did that didn't you just have to go to the Russian embassy to get yelled at. Oh, I did, but that's in addition to everything. I've I've been collecting death threats since like episode five. It, it slowly it slowly creeps up, man. Yeah, we're not we're not we're not good enough to really get a death threat yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, we don't check YouTube often, though. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we'll get there. We're working it's on like, it. It's it's like don't it's like don't worry, guys. It's there are there's definitely some some nice nice famous Russia, Russian trolls. You know these these uh, trolls who sit in Saint Petersburg and and just post positive bullshit about them in comment sections everything and you know they, they regularly check out on me because you know I'm, I'm talking bad stuff about the soviet union well not bad stuff i just have stories and historical sources and i just de- debunk their bullshit sometimes maybe it's because we're not actual uh journalists maybe you have to that's how you know you're a real journalist oh don't worry guys uh, by, by the way by the way if you have something to say to, so, to, to someone in their administration that you would like to say now it's it's amazing because you know at least i'm generating more audience this way because there is i know that there is a guy who's sitting there like a lesser apparatchik in the, in the administration whose task is to listen to all of my shows and including the guest ones so you know if you have something you wanted to say to russian government it's your chance Oh well, sh- I'll have to think it over. I'll I'll have something powerful for the end of the episode. It's it's it's, it's suddenly I'm I can't think of anything great, but I will. I'll come up with something awesome. <laughs> uh, all right, shall we start with the the news in that case, Kristaps? Uh, yeah. We we usually let guests go first. What do you got for us uh, for a news headline or not a headline? Uh, actual news. It's not. A, it's actual actual news that happened here is that in the tenth of September because. Like I follow news regularly, and I just want to, want to pick the new ones. In the tenth of tenth of September, over here in Latvia, uh, like during a during when, when wild peasants were we we have these collective collective work kind of work thingies where where people just if you if you want to grab potatoes from your field, you call all your friends and all your family, so everyone goes and grabs like picks up potatoes. Then there's a huge drunken party later afterwards. 
It's a traditional thing. Don't don't mind. Anyway, during that, that sounds local, kind of awesome. <laughs> d- no, see, see, dur- during that event, which is traditional here, apparently Latvian SWAT had tackled and, and, and tackled and, and kind of arrested a man who, while while picking potatoes, decided that he hates his wife, managed to get drunk on the spot, then picked up his shotgun, well, well, and and tried to try to shoot his wife, whoa, and his son too, and everything. But so you see, so the cops were called. There were several shots, all in the air, and and then the the guy was found because I I they they don't publish his name. But yeah, when when our local SWAT arrived there, because when something happens with guns in Latvia, it's a big 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 deal because that's like, we gun crime is extremely rare in these parts. Good for you. Apparently, apparently, yeah, because if, if someone is doing something with guns, you all just call the SWAT because our cops don't really need to carry guns around. They, oh. they they have tasers they have tasers and stuff. So SWAT arrives and they they find and after after his wife the man's wife had called the cops telling that oh no he doesn't he's not picking up potatoes he's picking up shotgun <laughs> and um, he's, he's a harvester of death yeah he's reaping the lead harvest. <laughs> He was he was found in a nearby kind of a local village store together with his little son, and they were drinking. He they they just said that you know oh no it was all a joke we just wanted to get off from this potato field, and they wow. were massively drunk. He said oh no it was it was just in jest, but yeah apparently neighbors have reported that the man actually shot multiple times and reloaded not the wife just in the air or in the ground. But he said, "Well, that well, apparently in his report, he, this drunken man stated that that was the only that was the only way how to make sure his wife would allow him to go and grab more vodka." <laughs> I uh, I I'm reminded of the uh, the Robert Downey Jr. quote from Tropic Thunder: "I'm a lead farmer, motherfucker." <laughs> I like how you said he got drunk on the spot. <laughs> I would like to see someone just get drunk instantly. <laughs> no, apparently he had been drinking from from a from a bottle that has been hidden in his boot or something, and oh. he just ran out of that. Classic boot wow. bottle. Oh, Amazing. that's glorious. So, so did they did they arrest him, or or was everybody did everybody just have a laugh and, and some vodka and call it a day? Well, they they started an investigation because even threatening to kill someone, like if it's real threat with guns being fired nearby that that's kind of illegal in latvia you know so um but basically they say that he, he'll most likely have to do some you know community service work or or or, or pay a small fine or something yeah wow jeez <laughs> well at least there are laws i hope it's community i hope it's community work because then you know he can while he's on his way he can go and pick up more vodka to stuff in his boot <laughs> yeah exactly it's, he's already he's already shown he can handle a, a fair amount of agricultural work. He's got a he's got a trade. How do, how do you call it in English that that one hundredth of a percent like promilus? That's how it's in Latin. How you measure the amount of alcohol in someone's blood? Oh, we uh, it's the um, the blood, blood alcohol. alcohol. Yeah, yeah, but over but how do you measure it? Because over here we we me- we measure that in hundreds of a percent. Yeah, I think we do yeah, too, right? Same here. So yeah, like for us, 0.08 is drunk. You're you're not allowed to be driving a vehicle if your blood BAC is 0.08. Okay. So um I, I used to, I used to work uh I used to work in the small regional newspaper over there in Ludza, which is a very tiny tiny town and 20 kilometers from from Russia, but that town manages to have the only local newspaper covering the whole region. So that's great. But 
the thing is, over there we regu regularly uh, got interesting stories from from the cops, and this is also vodka connected. What, how do you, how do you think? What would be like the highest possible amount percentage kind of content that then um, that that, you, that people can be maybe arrested driving a car over there? Yeah, uh, I'd say 0.05. I think they're they're strict about it. What do you think, Dave? No, 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 no. The real, the real, the real deal. I mean. Cops arrest someone. What's the highest? What's the highest that I've seen? How do you? How do you? What, what, what oh, the you highest guess? you've seen, or oh. the legal limit? That's because uh, well, I know our, our our legal limit is point oh eight. Le our I legal limit is our legal limit is point oh two. By the way, but oh whoa, even stricter. Uh, yeah. I would say two to uh, no. I would say four percent. Have you seen something around four? Five point seventy five. Oh yeah. Apparently, Jesus. this this magnificent achievement had been unlocked while well, when this guy had been drinking about uh, three liters of vodka daily for two weeks. <laughs> oh, jeez! Wow. He would be because local local doctors said that if he would have drunk that whole thing in one day, then he would be just dead. He was a potato by that point. Yeah, because so his uh, yeah his body was just soaked in it. Technically, 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 they they arrested him for drunk driving. Even though more more technically, he was he had just started the car and was attempting to drive. That's that's a bit closer. It was drunk breathing at that point. Like right, anything you do is endangering somebody at that point. <laughs> he had managed to start a car. He had managed to start a car, and he was sitting in it. It reminds me of the the spontaneous combustion episode that we did. That sounds like he was just one lit cigarette away from going up. Yeah. <laughs> from going up. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So so that, that that's that's for my for my first Great. first thing out there. Sounds good. I've got one. I've got a, a short one here, and then uh, a little bit more substantial one. Have you guys heard? Uh, I'm sure you you probably have of the myth or the the thought that. Cell phones in your pocket can kill sperm. Oh yes, yep, yeah. That it, that it, microwave radiation is affecting your sperm count. Right. Uh, well, there's been research done about it, and there's been other research done, and it just continues and continues. I believe this is from uh, I fucking love science. There's a new one, a yet another review of studies about this. The effects of radio frequency electromagnetic radiation on the male reproductive system. And this is coming from the University of Newcastle in Straya. Hey, not Austria. Not Austria. <laughs> Saying, what do, you, what do you think? What do you think it, it came out with, you guys? Do you, do you think that electromagnetic radiation affects sperm in, in males? Magnets. No. How do they work, man? <laughs> <laughs> I do not think so. No. It is, uh, it is pretty clear that they don't do much of anything. No way. Uh, in terms of electromagnetic radiation. However. So they don't work. They, they don't do anything to the sperm, at least nothing that, that should cause alarm. Or get you to, to wear one of those cool hol holsters like they tried to do back in the early 2000s. Apparently, you get more negative effects from the heat of a cell phone. That can actually cause some damage to to your old uh, um, kids. Your down old there. what? Your old what? Your old your old your old kitty kitty pies down there. <laughs> Ooh, gross! All right, your your pies. Shut up. Um, <laughs> there's not really much uh, evidence that the electromagnetic radiation does anything. However, heat definitely does. So that you can put that to rest, along with the they cite a few studies of the same thing with uh, the brain. 
you know how they there's the thing going around where they say the same thing it can affect your brain the the microwave radiation and stuff they said there's plenty of studies to uh debunk that as well so you don't have to worry about that so that's my short one and then uh something that's coming out uh recently the uh em drive have you have you guys heard about this yeah that's the uh that's the motor that they weren't entirely certain worked they thought yeah. that it was a that it was fake, but everybody who tests it says, nope, we're getting positive results. That is true. This is the this is NASA's, um, they call it the impossible engine. It is a propellant-less propulsion technology, and it was developed by Guido Feta, uh, which, nope, not an Italian engineer. It's an American engineer. Love it. From Italy. And they, they say it's impossible because... According to the research that they've done, it breaks Newton's third law of motion. That you know, that's uh, equal opposite reaction, right? So what they're doing is they're making a little cube satellite. They're going to shoot it up into space, and it's going to have one of these EM engines in it. They're going to leave it up there for six months, and if it stays up there, basically, if it just doesn't crash, <laughs> then they think <laughs> they think it's a it's a win. They think this EM drive is is an actual uh, thing. That's awesome. Yeah. And, of course, everybody's saying, well, if this is true and we develop it, it, it could take us to Mars in 10 weeks. That's glorious. I love so that. We can, we, so we can waste millions of dollars to go out and pick some space rock? Nice. Are you kidding? We spend millions of dollars to save the population of Earth from its own destruction. Because uh, uh, it, it's just not ten, tens of millions of dollars total destruction of Earth of, of humans. Pfft, not worth it, man. I, I'd say I'd say they all <laughs> I'd just rather go to have a pub and you know what? have a drink or I'd something. I'd rather have the ten million. <laughs> that is a compelling <laughs> argument. <laughs> I'd I never thought that. of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> what you great. you want you want to save those assholes <laughs> like us? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Dave, he makes a lot of sense. <laughs> no, but what about this though? What if uh, you're you're making it's an investment because with that technology now you're you can get out and more easily mine asteroids. Well, if if that'll allow me at one point just to move to asteroids so that I don't have to see anyone <laughs> at all in my life, then I'm all for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you could you could be Kristaps uh, Asteroidensens. No, other other people just uh, had all sorts. Other kids when when I was a kid, other people had all sort all all sorts of these these weird strange life plans. But but mine was was just to live in a lighthouse. Uh, my ideal life would be just uh, me and Alice were just living in this lighthouse in the middle of nowhere with a great internet connection. That's it. I think I think you can do that. I think you can get your own tiny um, asteroid and just kick it out there. I, I, it can't be any colder than Latvia, right? Well, <laughs> it might be actually a bit warmer if you think about it. Yeah, right. And I mean, radiation levels commensurate. Ah, uh, about uh, after 1986, <laughs> about equal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not. It's not so bad here, but yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I am. I am not of the most optimistic, um, humanity-loving people out there. Just, just saying. <laughs> we hear you. We hear you. Uh, I, I have. I have. I had. I, I have seen things. Just that. Wow. I seen some shit, man. <laughs> especially, especially about the Chernobyl episode. It was like crazy. Oh, yeah. to, to get to get to get information from those guys who, who were actual survivors and, and whom I interviewed. Like they, they, 
they live in this small community there in Ludza, and, and there, it was like really tragic. I only got to them after I bought them five liters of moonshine, and we drank that together. Whoa! All in one day before driving. Right. And then they were like crying, and that was that was a bit touching. So, really? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a good emotional catharsis. That's true. Don't don't ask me how this thing works. Uh, I I've watched several videos and I still don't understand. But there are. But several are you talking videos. about butt chugging? Are you talking about drinking liquor in your butt? No, no, no. He's or? talking about the awesome new way how to escape humanity. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, Sorry. it was butt chugging. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, you can find. Uh, I'll, of course, I'll link to this in the show notes. But if you um, if you go to YouTube and look for the EM drive, look for the. Uh, video that looks like schematics and it's the the guy who kind of put the idea forward his name was um Sh- uh, Shawyer, i think he explains how it's supposed to work and then i guess this guido feta developed it and nasa took it and ran with it so uh see if you know you can get anything from that but it's basically a way of bouncing waves inside this cone in a way that it does not it it only produces thrust and no what they call propellant, which I guess would cause a, an opposite reaction. That's about as far as I got at it, and then I just sort of sank. So check it out. Dave, what do you got for news? <laughs> well, I've got something that is equally scientific and equally earth-shattering. Uh, an asteroid! <laughs> the Italian Supreme Court made a pretty serious ruling today oh boy this is probably about dresses a little bit it's tangential uh in italy the act of public masturbation is no longer a crime (laughs) (laughs) solving the hard problems yeah the thing that one thing that's just a delicious coincidence the author of this particular story that i'm reading is named ron dicker (laughs) ron dicker wants you to know that uh if you're in italy as long as you are not in the presence of minors, go for it. Oh, God. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It prob- uh, Let's see. According to media outlets, um, the decision was made to save from prison cells people who commit obscene acts in front of women. Yeah, they, 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 they're doing it to decrease vo- prison volume, I guess. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, so they're just saying, well, not a crime anymore. You know what? Too many in- murderers in the jail. You know what the problem is? The murder. You know what? Us, us in- convicting in- of, the, of murder. In Italy, it's called Harambe's Law. Oh. <laughs> Dicks out. J- Jim- Jimmy's sufficiently rustled. What's a Harambe? Harambe is a, uh, it's a thing that's, um, so uh, uh, about a month ago, was it just a month ago or so? Oh, yeah, I think it's been longer than that, but maybe longer than that. A month or two ago, um, a child got into the enclosure of a, uh, a gorilla at, at a zoo in Ohio. And um, you know, it was terrifying. People were shooting video of this. This kid is in there with the gorillas and the gorillas dragging him around the thing. And the uh, zookeepers made the decision that they had to kill the gorilla to make sure the kid was safe. And everybody got all angry and up in arms. Oh, she's a terrible mom. She wait, a wait, 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 wait a minute. Did they just run yeah. out of tranquilizer darts or something? That's, that's what people said. The zoo's response was that a tranquilizer dart can take anywhere from three to ten minutes to take effect. And a lot 
a gorilla can do a lot to a small child in that time. And so they were, they were unwilling to risk how long it would take the tranquilizer to uh, bring, because a gorilla is a big animal. Um, and so they decided to kill it. The gorilla's name why don't Why don't tranquilize both then? You know, the kid falls asleep. Gorilla probably doesn't eat sleeping baby. Sleeping <laughs> baby doesn't attract attention. Oh, sleeping you babies hope. are the tastiest, though. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, they're like pate. I, do, I don't know. I usually eat them while they're still alive and kicking. So. <laughs> you should try it. <laughs> so, yeah. So the zoo officials killed the gorilla, saved the child, um, and... You know, and just just what you said. Lots of people had lots of questions about how it was handled, and now, just in the only the way that the internet can churn things out, it has become this running meme um, called "Dicks Out for Harambe," where people are jokingly protesting the murder of Harambe by whipping their dicks out in public, or at least discussing it. I don't know that I've seen anyone actually do it, or I don't I, know. It, I just it know sounds that- it sounds to me like it's a high school bro joke that yeah that for some god-awful reason w- went viral you know it's like it's yeah the, I, I, I suppose it's it's for you know it's invented so that some some nice guys who well, likes who like flashing can say but we're doing this for harambe <laughs> yeah exactly. anyone too, yeah. who can't afford a ticket to italy has got to do it for harambe <laughs> amazing so uh, when did do, when does this take effect dave uh, it does not say, and I don't know if it's uh, immediate. It's, it was the result of a, a case that started back in May of last year, of 2015. Um, and so I, I imagine that it is immediate. I don't feel like uh, this. it has you know something that's like, oh, this law goes into effect on this date. I think that once the Supreme Court overturned this other guy's conviction anyone else couldn't out could no longer from that moment forward pet Preston is established and no one could be convicted is my guess nah, i'm not nah. an italian law scholar apparently they aren't but, either no but they sure do love whipping it out in public oh those italians <laughs> what will they think of next that's the summary oh those crazy italians <laughs> It's worth pointing out once again that uh, the the Vatican is sovereign property. So, yeah. do not think you can get away with it there. That's a whole other country, people. Oh, in San Marino as well. Oh yeah. So yeah, you just have to just make sure that you're in Italy proper before you start jacking it in a grocery store. All of Italy or just Rome? All of Italy. Wow. From Tuscany to Sicily. <laughs> yeah, that's right. To the from the tip of the boot to the edge of the stocking <laughs> to the edge of the snoot. <laughs> <laughs> and then you should have said from Lombardy to Sicily, because Tuscany is just like above Rome and not in the very top, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your your facts have no place here, Christophs. <laughs> your your knowledge of geography will only be a hindrance. Your continental European knowledge can <laughs> can stay in Europe. <laughs> Oppressive Americans. <laughs> I have I have something about oppressive <laughs> Americans actually. Perfect. It is. <laughs> well, you know, when when I when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do, I open up all of my nice Russian newspapers because you know I have to have my do- my daily dose of, of niceness. And <laughs> right, uplifting stories. There is a site called Vestielv. I've mentioned that on my previous episode. They're a pro-Russian Latvian site, and and basically now they're now they're writing about how from. <clears throat> From anonymous sources, we have found out that Hillary Clinton actually might have a body double, and that oh. if she suddenly dies while she's in the hospital, the body double might take her place. 
Oh, that's perfect. It's the American president. Yeah. That or maybe or maybe Joe Biden actually actually shall run if she suddenly dies now. Well, she she might be exchanged for that. Then then it continues about the fact that uh, it, it is very common. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on my my thick Russian accent. It's more fun that way. <laughs> yeah. It is very common that, and I'm translating from Russian to English right now, so I'm sorry if I'm a bit, bit slow. Uh, while I while I'm reading this, uh, I posted um, on our Skype conversation there. Like th that's a photo article about uh, how Russian five year old five five graders are now being trained in schools to, to do what? Look at it. By by the way, Stecco, is it Dave? Not the American president? Is it Dave that I'm thinking of? Yeah, oh, yeah, it is Dave. Okay. My bad. I, yeah, are you my mummy? All right, all right. We're looking at this. You you can you can make some comments too. It's just. Uh, they they have they have these tactical um, tactical field um, tactical field training once once per year week long. Oh well, if it's just once a year. <laughs> yeah. So all but, these kids are in gas masks. Kristaps, um, you'll have to uh, uh, email me the links to the to your articles as well, so I can put them in the show notes so everybody can see. But uh, and I'll, I'll send I'll send it about the the, dub, the body double of Hillary Clinton too. Sure. I really <laughs> don't know if that matters to you guys oh i love it. it it means that if you're a russian gas mask or tactical warfare gear company it means that on the website there's a drop down for kid sizes <laughs> and that's that's my favorite part of that kid size fatigues that that only took me 10 minutes to get out but it was worth the trip there are, are young uh boys and girls both and they're they're in full military fatigues and are the Kristaps? Are those live guns? Oh yes, live live AK forty sevens. I'm guessing. Um, Apparently, yeah. Well, they look like live ones. Yeah. So they're well, they look very happy, you know. Oh yeah, I would be too. Oh no no, could... no no no. They they have they have some live ones, and then they, there are some that are props. <laughs> oh, I guess it's just luck of the draw then. <laughs> no, the live the live ones in the, the second picture contains. Now the second, there are some props and some are live. Yeah, as as far as I'm seeing here. So, is uh, military service mandatory in Russia? Yeah. So that's that's just getting them ready, right? That's just kind of a hey, you're going to be doing this soon. Hello, kids. Today we shall learn how to oppress other nations and invade them <laughs> when they can voluntarily voluntarily join our great country. You will also you will also be informed how to remove all of your signs of recognition and where to buy all your equipment. At least how to tell to Americans that you that you bought it. It will be nice. Yeah, your family is now going on an all expenses paid vacation to the Dine to the Donetsk region. Uh. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, that's 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 my one thing because uh, I'm gonna look at look up some look up some more stuff, but. Is that these these were the first two tiny things about the fact that one they're they're really out they're complaining about you know Hillary Clinton may, might have a body double even though they utterly and completely deny that Putin has any body double, which which I think I have pretty much proven that he does in my episode eighteen. Doesn't every world leader though? I mean, they they try to outwit whoever's potentially gonna. Uh, yeah, but you know, before but but maybe you know, would it would it be kind of fair you know before election? I guess you kind of run the body double so that you still have the Hillary Clinton, but you know when when she gets elected, then you kind of kind of reveal your card and say, "But ha ha ha, she was actually dead all along, but our party won." So uh, here you go, Obama, third term for you or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just throw that out there. That's when you reveal your your clone technology, or at least the uh, 
reptilians that that are running the show. Dude, if if, if reptilians would be running the show, I, I would I would so vote for them. I mean, think about I, it. Think about it. I for one, I, I hate all politicians as a species, and and because I have seen their incompetence in person, and that's dreadful. Because uh, and, and and when you th- when you think about it, if Illuminati or the reptilians were like you know real, then that means they're they're at least competent of hiding their own existence. And if they're and if they had been have been running the show so far while still hiding their existence, I mean, at least they know how to do something, right? <laughs> That's true. They they at least are competent to yeah. They are organized and effective. So that that means like, hey guys, if if you exist, c- come out. I'll, I'll vote for you. Hey, I'll run your I'll, I'll run your campaign even. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys seem way more awesome than we have now. I mean, I've said it before and I've caught hell for it from uh, crazy emails and whatnot. But to me, a world government seems very efficient. Seems like that's a good idea to me. I just putting it out there. Look, there, there's a reason why in all like 4X space exploration games, we have one. At least we have some supernatural entity that represents it. <laughs> yeah. Why not? That makes perfect sense. Oh, you guys. I okay. know. Flora, what do you got oh, next? That's a microaggression. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I, I re- no, really, recently I, re- I read an American like news article b- b- which basically said that in, in some... I, I can't find it anymore, but basically they, they gave around these leaflets and sensitivity training again in some, some of your American universities and apparently saying you guys is a micro microaggression because it excludes women. <laughs> well, <laughs> there we go. F***ing it up again. Well, here's my response to that. I don't give a sh- what about Yin's guys? What? <laughs> Does that help? Kristaps, that's a regional uh, thing. Just, just, learn, just learn to say pzane. Pzane. Yeah, that's in Russian. Just very slangy, very, very criminally you just, version of you guys. You just uh, you walk away and say paka. <laughs> right, right? Excellent. Right? Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> um, oh, call man. them all pea shoes. <laughs> I, I love this show. This is the best show. Uh, all right. I've got a couple more here. Another short one and another cool one. Um, both cool. Christops, have you heard of this? Apparently, there is a river uh, that has been uh, turned red as blood recently. Yeah, I saw this. You saw that one, Dave? This is... Yeah. It's in Yakutu. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't actually heard of, heard of this thingy, but... Uh... Uh, apparently, this uh, the river of Daldikan was uh, turned red kind of overnight. Uh, it was a very beautiful blue river before that, and, and people were like, what what happened here? Um, who did this? And everybody sort of uh, looked in. Everybody turned around and looked at the, uh, the, the fat cake-eating uh, kid in the corner. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why he's a fat cake eating kid. I just that's that's a terrible metaphor. <laughs> um, it was the Norilsk Nickel Factory, and they think that it's a possible uh, breakthrough slurry pipeline of them that that leaked into the river. Uh, so it's just basically metal concentrates and chemical solutions that drenched this river, turning it red. And of course, they were like, "Niet, that was not us." We have no uh, uh, hand in this. You, uh, and in fact, they went so far as to say the river is not red. <laughs> yeah. This is, it's, it's the same pictures. color. It's the same color it always is. Dude, dude, rivers are blue. This is red. Obviously, this is not even a river. What are we talking about? <laughs> right. Don't you know how this works? <laughs> right. Uh, and so just recently, 
actually seven hours ago from uh, the uh, the BBC uh, reported that they finally said, you know what, uh, because of heavy rains, there was a, uh, a either a dam that broke or it overflowed, and so. Uh, so yes, we, we actually were the cause of this, um, but well, there's no we'll danger to people or wildlife is what they say. Right. Uh, Go ahead. Have a glass. You'll be fine. Yeah. You know, you, you know, it's, it's not really, uh, look, if it, if it's all dead, then there's no more danger, you know, well, what wildlife? <laughs> if, if all wildlife already dead, then there's no more danger remaining to the wildlife. Yeah. I mean, Problem it's, solved. Yeah. It's solid logic. Yeah. Says indigenous groups have accused the company of lax safety standards. Oh, really, Christops? Is is there lax safety standards over there? I thought everybody had a pretty tight hold on that stuff. What's a safety standard? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> safety what? I I thought that was particularly amusing. If it, if it if it exists, then we pay taxes for it. And but but you know, like like everything, you pay taxes for something and then nothing happens. Yeah, you should try living in Chicago. I would love. I actually would love to, because you know, it's one of my dreams actually to go and visit your your. You you always say Americans, your country, best country. Well, I want to go see myself. That's kind yeah, of dream, prove actually. it. Prove it. <laughs> Put your hamburgers where your mouths are, Americans. Oh wait, you already do. Ah! <laughs> um, so so that was uh, that's that's my mini one here. Uh, I just thought that was fun. Um, <laughs> oh good. Now 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 are you ready to All get right. to the real one? You you had like fifteen <laughs> stories last time. Elephant condom bomb. I understood that I should actually I should actually teach you how to swear in Russian so that you just don't have to bleep everything out. Oh, we could do that because then everyone would be like listening, listening to you, and 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 then they would be, be we, we they would totally not understand anything, and they'll have to re-listen to everything very carefully to understand what you're saying. But this is gonna be amazing. But then. Uh, Giannis and uh, and everybody, all of, all of our two or three Russian listeners will just be cackling. People love the beeps. People love the beeps. We can't we can't afford to piss off our six year old fans. <laughs> this this actually this actually happened at one point because uh, on, on the magical internet, apparently uh, someone complained that on our other show, like Lesser Bonaparte's, where I'm also at. You should check that one out too if you if you're at it. We 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 got a complaint that apparently after I joined the show because their previous one of their previous hosts left and I got politely invited to you know become a co-host of that. Uh, apparently our we we are no longer accessible for seven year olds. And if you had listened to Lesser Bonaparte's, we um, swear about as much as you do. And, you know. <laughs> It's oh. it's a it's a comedy history show where we look at um, for example we we did we did a nice series on the Varangian Guard. You know, it's like we have we have murder, obscure jokes, swearing, and swears. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't, you cannot piss booze, off booze me. and drug references and everything. And it's like, okay, so that show used to have all this previously, and now I'm in there, and we've we've added a bit of politics in there because I I love to make political jokes. I'm I'm sorry, it's just it's just I'm a journalist. It's it's the professional idiocy, so to speak. Uh, you, but, but you yeah, don't want to list that, miss that lucrative K through six demographic. They are, uh, they're, they're <laughs> a lot of money, a lot of money there. Uh, are you in this only for the money? Uh, filthy capitalists, no passion for work. <laughs> that's right. That's right. USA. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Oh man. You should see the hateful comments about us on the Dyatlov pass, uh, on, on YouTube when we, oh, when yeah. we put that episode up. Oh, 
anyways. Problematic. You have hateful comments there? Wow. I think I'm also kind of slowly, slowly trying to get onto YouTube, YouTube thingies. Well, we're, don't we're do it for the comments. <laughs> Uh, all right. This mysterious Maya Codex has been verified as the oldest known text of ancient America. Have you seen this? You heard about this? I did. I saw I saw that article yesterday, and I forgot to read it. So I'm, you tell me what's up. Oh yeah. So apparently, the Grolier Codex, which was uncovered by looters in the '60s, was touted as uh, a legitimate artifact, something that was not faked. We totally didn't fake this. Don't worry about uh, any fakes. Just give us money. And of course, archaeologists and historians have been like, uh, yeah, you're, you, the, methinks the lady doth protest too much. And so nobody gave it any um, credibility. But apparently a few people were still like, well, we should probably run some tests and compare and you know see if this thing is real or not. Just, just for shiggles. And it turns out that it looks like it is authentic, which means it is older than uh, the other codexes, the ones in Dresden, Madrid, and Paris. And this this actually predates them. Uh, so they think it is originating in the 13th century. And they think that it's real because the analysis of the text suggests that a forgery in the 60s, which is when, you know, when this was found or introduced, mm-hmm. would have been almost impossible because nobody knew about the aspects of Maya culture at that time in, in history, in, in the archaeology of the place. Oh, so, so when they found it, they didn't know enough to fake it. Right. Oh, least, that's badass. Yeah, at least not that good. And then they, uh, they've done some carbon dating that, that puts it in the um, uh, 13th century. So... That kind of adds up, and, and it stacks against the fact that looters claimed it, you know, looters uh, presented it, and that it was just kind of displayed in the 70s in the Grolier Club in New York City, which is where it gets its name, the Grolier Codex. And people just thought, well, this is, you know, a clever clever forgery, ha ha ha. But uh, this Mexican millionaire, they said, basically went out in a, in a plane where they, they covered up the instruments so he couldn't tell where it was, and they landed the plane and, and took him to where they found it and were, were like, give me, give me money, and you get this artifact, along with like a, a wooden mask and a, and a dagger or something. And he did, and uh, turns out, yeah, it might, be, it might be the real deal, Holyfield. That is awesome. Yeah, isn't that cool? So it, it, uh, wow. it, it may be the oldest known page or pages written in the Americas right now. Now, so to, so, so to this day, they don't know the precise source of it then? Or d- did he know that after they, he paid them? He, I don't think he ever found out exactly where it was from oh. uh, because they, they made such a big deal of hiding the location of it when, he, when they took him to it. Right. Mm. Uh, it was in a cave, apparently, is where they took him. Now, who's to say they didn't move it to the cave too? You know, I, I don't know, but true. They had a, a small wooden mask and a sacrificial knife with it, apparently, and those, I guess, were recognized as authentic a while ago. So, for some reason, they just thought that these pages were were bullshit when they really weren't. Wow, that is awesome. It's kind of, I mean, it's a cool, very Indiana Jonesy story too. Yeah, yeah. They they compare it to that a lot, um, and I think that. Didn't they say that they just found a a huge pyramid 
like built either under or next to a, a city down there or something. They're just like, oh, th- we thought this was just a big hill. Turns out it's an actual temple or, or a pyramid that was just built upon. And right? and and now and now and now all of these all of these people are, who are the numerologists are just just getting there in droves, looking at every little bump on that that small hill and figuring out on their little papers how an alien ship could land there. <laughs> I, I tell you guys, right? Where's the, where's the the landing port? Where's the mess hall? Where are the and the aliens going to come in and uh, save us all and take us to that asteroid that that Kristaps has moved to? Right. You know, but really, you know. You know, it'd be like, you know, it would be like really funny, you know, if all these numberologists just went there and actual alien ship arrived and kind of, and kind of, and kind of looked at them and said, "Oh, well, these these are the dumb ones," and then just burned them all. That would be fun. <laughs> you know what? It would be fun. I don't think they'd stop there. And and your point, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's that's what I got. That's pretty cool. Some archaeology. Yeah, that, that is that is really cool. I have to admit. I I I'm kind of surprised that it's 13th century. Like, uh, and and that's I'm I'm assuming CE. But I would have thought that maybe it would have gone back a little further than that. But um, I don't know. I'm still impressed. <laughs> right. I don't want to say I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah. No. I think that's cool because then you think like the next step is, and I'm sure people have done this. You know, like they're talking to everyone that that guy knew in the 60s, and and who did he talk to, and is there any way we can get back in touch with some family that knows where he was taken. That seems like the most impossible dream, Don Quixote. Cause like, uh, uh, yeah, they're talking about a long shot. It's a, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, looters probably, I mean, trying to track down <laughs> right. 50 looters. some years later. I mean that, and that's the thing that those guys, the guy we only have, what we have was because of looters. Yeah. I guess what you could do is, uh, if you knew the airport where he flew out of, then you could probably get a pretty good radius of how far a plane could get. True. You know? But, I mean, it's not like they had to file an accurate flight plan. It's not like they even needed a radio at the time to do it. Right, so. right. Yeah, but if if that guy... I don't even know if that guy's still alive, to be honest. But if yeah. he is, you could say, you know? And then, you know, you're right, though. Because think about this. If you get the radius and then you go, okay, where can a plane land? Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe the landing site's a good indicator. If it's not overgrown by now. Right. You know what? Patreon stretch goal. We uh if we get up to maybe the I don't know, what what do you think, Dave? Five thousand mark or so, we'll we'll take a trip down there and see if we can find this place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is what'll that be? Uh, I'm sure it's like right in the middle of the Sinaloa region. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so that's that's what I got. Dave, what do you got for us? All right, uh, let's see here. My next one up on deck is pretty pretty cool um, from Live Science. It's an article about how linguists prepare uh, to speak to an extraterrestrial. Like, what? How would you establish communication? You know, were a ship to land tomorrow and people came out of it. Cool. No, guys in Four Chance has figured out that a while ago already. Four Chance. Oh yeah. Has? Yeah, seriously, they they have like they have this group called X, and they um there was this one. Well, they had these nice, cool infographics about okay, what should you do if you are a time traveler? It also actually actually recommended people to learn how to make gunpowder. And about the aliens, it was basically like you know show them some basic mathematics and explain that you understand which planet you are in to explain general level of knowledge here, something like that. It's pretty cool. They had an infographic for that as well. If if I could make one wish, it would be that aliens land and 4chan is not in charge of talking to them. 
They are the last sons of bitches you ever want talking to aliens. I promise this. Oh, no, those would be like only guys from Poland, Beatards. The rest of us are quite okay, man. <laughs> I, uh, I've, seen, I've seen the infographic about, yeah, like drawing out dots and establishing basic things and Pythagorean theorem and stuff. This story is actually about verbal communication, trying to determine, you know, how, Whoa. how, does, um, uh, how does a linguist learn a language when you don't have any frame of reference between the two? And it was really fascinating uh, because it's got um, a story about the um, Paraha people in Am- in the uh, Amazon basin, and their language is isolated. It is the last member of its language family, so it has nothing in common with anything else. And it's this kind of this opportunity for a linguist to go and immerse himself in a completely foreign language with no with nothing but his knowledge of of how to build language to do it. Um, and it was, it's a really interesting article about how socially people understand like the initial naming of items. You know, you point to yourself and you say, uh, Dave, you point to a rock and you say rock and you have them do the same thing. And now you've got a few nouns to work with. And how do you turn those nouns? How do you, you can use those nouns to leverage verbs. Um, if you pick up the rock, you know, or you drop the rock, you know, then you use those to, to start building a basis of verb interaction. Uh, it's really, really fascinating. Uh, and it's, it's a cool um, article in that it, it really focuses on uh, linguistics. Um, I mean, you know, take it for what it's worth. It's, it's assuming that they process information even remotely close to how humans do. You know, I think that in the long run, probably the math is the better route. But it was a really cool article about, you know, even if you left the aliens out, um, just the discussion of how this guy was trying to build common communication with this completely isolated language. What if the aliens are, um, what if, what if they went to a liberal arts school and they don't like math? Yeah, exactly. This is the perfect opportunity. Uh, you know, there was uh, who is it? Uh, Scalzi, John Scalzi wrote a, a book in which the aliens communicated by smell and uh, no human enjoyed that whatsoever. <laughs> Mostly because the aliens felt like they were screaming all the time and the humans were never understanding what they were saying. Wow. I'm just thinking about the aliens now. Right. They seem like nice people. They are nice people. Well, at least so far. They haven't blown us up with their ray guns. That's pretty nice, right? That's kind of nice of them, yeah. Yeah, I, I take it. Oh, I have a nice small news to do here. Just tiny ones. The defense minister of Russian Federation, Sergei Shoigu, uh, basically has stated that... Um, Apparently, another article he stated that the United States actually are the real aggressor of on planet Earth right now, and you started all of this mess by invading Bosnia in the 90s, but that doesn't matter. What he's saying is that by 2018, uh, the Russians are going to make uh, create a new military base in Chukotka, 86 kilometers from Alaska, essentially. Oh, look at that. Now you can see Russia from Alaska. <laughs> I think you. I think you can do that now as well, because you can see America from Russia. So it must be the vice versa too, unless you have really terrible eyesight. No, we've uh, we actually have uh, engaged uh, all kinds of, of stealth. Uh, Harp is is making sure to create a shimmering effect, so the United States is no longer visible from Russia. We couldn't live with that. <laughs> oh really? Well, <laughs> just f-ing around. That's <laughs> uh, fine. Anyways, basically, yeah. Right now, right now, there's just some sort of coastal guard there, but they plan on. 
making like a full-fledged hardcore military base over there. Possibly with nuclear weapons. Wow. What's the point? Just saber-rattling? Dude, did you, you do know that they have this MP, Vladimir Zhirinovsky, who's also leader of a faction and he and in Russia, and he's like a very important important guy there. He's known for his radical statements, obviously, but you know, that's the MP who regularly in public news as an MP says that, oh, no, we should totally nuke America. Oh. And that everyone's a Nazi. Oh, jeez. They literally have... Ima- imagine this if, I don't know... Uh, uh, who's your craziest senator? Uh, imagine if Ted Cruz would just run around and say, run around publicly stating that, ah, you know, actually we should totally nuke Russia, like right now. That would be amazing. Russia well, sucks. We're working on it. Well, I mean, tr- Trump, yeah, we, we actually have had some of some of our senators say, yeah, we should just nuke those people into the ground. So, yeah, that, that has actually happened. Yeah, but, you know, there's the there's same thing in, 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 in Russia, like, all the time. And all these articles about evil, evil imperialistic Americans who are um, all Nazis and are all trying to oppress and kill all of our orthodox values and everything. What What are the uh, orthodox values that they're talking about? Oh man, do you do you know that they have a law in Russia which kind of is there to protect the freedom of speech? But you know they they look at they look at European examples of, of liberty and everything and they kind of twist it because in Russia it's officially illegal to say or do anything that might offend the feelings of the believers. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that guy just got busted for playing Pokemon in a church under that rule. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, also, also very recently, uh, the Russian highest court basically stated that, you know what? Nope, Russia did not really uh, invade Poland in 1939 together with uh, Hitler, and they weren't allies, and now it's a crime to say so. Seriously. Really? Yeah, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just open that one up, because uh, a dude got, uh, got a large monetary fine, or retweeting, essentially, or just reposting somewhere on Facebook, uh, another article which which kind of reminded people that, you know, Soviet Union and Hitler used to be allies. And apparently he got sued, he got in trouble, he got fined, and now, yeah, there is this article that says that, yeah, it is now illegal to state that they ever were allies. Hmm. Oh, come on. Basically, <clears throat> dude, yeah, I'll, I'll just read from the article. And then here is the article in English, no less. Here you, here you have it. 37-year-old Vladimir Luzgin was convicted in July this year by the Perm District Court and fined 200,000 rubles. I'll tell you how many dollars that is. 200,000 rubles is the $3,092. He was fined about $3,100. The charge was under the Article 354.1 of Russia's Criminal Code, Rehabilitation of Nazism. And concerned Luzhigin's report on a, on a text on his contact social network page entitled 15 Facts About Bandera Supporters or what, what the Kremlin is silent about. Basically, the text is, the communists in Germany jointly invaded Poland, sparking off the Second World War. That is, communism and Nazism closely collabor- collaborated, yet for some reason they blame Bandera, who was in a German concentration camp, for declaring Ukrainian independence. Because, yeah, the Banderovci and all these things, uh, the supporters of this Bandera are what the Russian media right now calls Nazism. Even though they even join, even, you know, they are, there are pictures there and video materials. They were allied. They, uh, they hailed a common military parade together for f***'s sake. And then Russians invaded us too, you know. <laughs> and interestingly, right. Russia's Supreme Court has now agreed that this paragraph constitutes the public denial of the Nuremberg trials and circulation of false information about the activities of the USSR during the years of the Second World War. So, yeah, so just we'll just make it illegal. Now now we don't have to now, don't worry now about we, it. Yeah, we've, don't we've, have to we've deal fixed with it. it. It's like, what, 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 what do you mean we were allies and we also invaded Poland? No, never happened. Here, have fun. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pay this. So ju- just just in, just in case you thought your country was bad, <laughs> it's 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 essentially like this. It's like one of one of the nice older jokes in the Soviet Union was like, mm, Armenian radio gets called. Um, can you please inform us? Uh, but how will we know if we kind of achieve and live in true communism? And Armenian radio answers, well, it apparently will be reported in the newspapers and on the radio. And if people will still have televisions by then, then maybe on the TV as well. But we doubt that. Jeez. Also, what, what's a sardine? That's a, that, that's a whale that has swam until communism. Ah. <laughs> uh... That's a that's I've got a, a good friend of mine in Chicago was a, a master sergeant in the Soviet army. That's that's a Nick Misko joke right there. I, I recognize that. Well, I tell you what. Wait, 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 wait. Another one. <laughs> this one. This one comes from uh, this. This one comes from from the, the 50s and the 60s, like uh, see, year 65. And, and um, little 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 Vovochka is asking his grandma. Grandma was was Lenin a good man. Yes, yes, Vovochka. Lenin was a good man. Grandma was was Stalin a good man? Well, uh, he was a bad man, uh, Vovochka, a bad man. Grandma, but but is is Khrushchev a, a good man? And well, when he'll die, then we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> you have to know your 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 bit of history for this one, but it's it's actually pretty great. Three stops. Do you have any any stories of of folklore or tales of any monsters or anything like that that you that you know of off the top of your head? I'm making an episode about that one because you know I, I'm I'm getting prepared for my wedding, right? So I right. don't have that much time to like make make a gigantic episode at this moment. So I'm working on. I, I had gathered a bunch of articles about kind of strange things happening around in Latvia, yeah, and Baltics in general throughout the years. And you know there was there was this dude apparently who, and this is from the episode. There was this dude apparently in the in the late '90s, like '97, who. Apparently, had, uh, his name was Agris Bergman, and he apparently read the Weekly World News and took it extremely seriously. Oh, no. <laughs> well, it is the Weekly World News. It's the paper. The, the, the paper. The paper. That, that's, the, that's, the, that's the top tabloid paper. Yeah, uh, apparently, this, art, this Weekly World News had published that actually Jesus is living on Earth, and he was born here in 1967 by a certain Karl Stronheim. And... Uh, like that, that dude reported, and the Stronheim kind of told everyone that, in his, he has uh, 30, 30 year old audios, audio tapes where Lyndon Johnson gives orders about what to do and how to guard little little baby Jesus, and that he's a farmer somewhere, and that he'll rise up in the year two thousand and become a messiah, and then the world will end too. Yeah. So our little guy, um, Agris Bergman, this. Because back then we didn't really understand what's a tabloid and what's not a tabloid. He made a nice, um, specific religious movement. The, the Congregation of the Second Coming of Jesus. And what, the, what did this guy do? He gathered a bunch of money from, from all of his members of this congregation, moved to the United States of America, and lived there for three years. And he came back and said, oh, you know, uh, its world didn't end. They cheated me, comrades. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we can, we can, we have a lot of lot of these these cult stories and weird stuff. And, have you yeah. have you heard of the Baba Yaga or? Oh, that, that's a folk folklore. That's that's not as fun as as random random cults. Oh, I I disagree. 
Uh, come on, random cults are pretty fun. Yeah, random cults are just people being stupid. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at how the cults work, and I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe we should guys make our own religion. I mean, let's just do it. Let's just make a capitalist religion. And one of our tenets would be like, you know, if if you the more money you you pay us, then the better spot in, in the after afterlife you'll get. You know, it's just it it makes so much sense. It it makes as much sense as Scientology, guys. You know? <laughs> True. In fact. Very true. Yeah. Well. Right. <laughs> uh, well, Kristaps, uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can go and find you? All the stuff that you uh, that you want to. Oh, uh, and why don't you take this opportunity to uh, to plug your charity that that uh, you were telling us about? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that too. I'll start with um, with myself. Yeah, I can I can be found on the cold borders of of Russia. There. basically the eastern border LV, or just look up the eastern border. Um, I'm everywhere. I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, you know, what have you. Sure. Also, um, yeah, I recommend people check out the Lesser Bonaparte because the Eastern Border is kind of, it's very grim. It's it, it's very bleak gallows humor in there, and I do that alone, and it's about telling the story of my people, and it's actually a bit more serious than what I'm doing here with some jokes in it, but you might also enjoy the Lesser Bonaparte, which which I'm co-hosting, where we... Um, just like you guys, we, we, but we just look at pure history uh, and and, and we, we have series of Varangian Guard, the British Raj, and all that stuff. And we 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 we're trying, we're actively trying to prove that there was no such thing as a golden age and that you know everything was kind of bad all the time. Eh, it's it's actually really really fun and great. Cool. Just check That's out those awesome. those two things: the Eastern Border and Lesser Bonaparte. Those are the two two of my very very active shows. And yeah, Lesser Bonaparte also, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, Lesser Border also, yeah, both, all of them. Both on, uh, both on Dark Myths as well. Also, yeah, yeah, darkmyths.org, visit darkmyths.org, or, um, apparently, I got a review, by the way, about, um, like, I had this pod track application, like, where people can, the people can write their, write their kind of, uh, reviews on the show so that I can read them, their likes, dislikes, whatever, it's kind of in-depth reviewing. Uh-huh. And one of the dislikes was that uh, the darkness group association is bad. It gives a bad vibe and reduces the legitimacy of the eastern border. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> sure, buddy. Sure, it yeah, does. Whatever. It was it was kind of crazy. But yeah, I I have this charity which uh, I I had this full text. Basically, I'm getting married. Okay, and I went to my friend which I hadn't seen for a small while, and apparently this guy got this guy got diagnosed with. Um, I, I can't remember exactly the name of the illness, but essentially he's gonna he's gonna turn blind in eight years. It's slowly progressing incurable illness that he has. He was panicking at, at first, but now he's making this charity, and I I thought that you know I, I've met the people he's working with, and some of them are just high schoolers from this this uh, the high schoolers from the special uh, special school for children with eyesight problems, and you know that, that was the first time I saw someone who was actually. Extremely happy for a podcast even existing. Oh, I mean, those be, people yeah. were were like, we we are like superheroes or something. And, and I thought, <laughs> you know, they're they're our most loyal, devout listeners. So that that's great. And I tell everyone that we're superheroes. I tell yeah. everybody. <laughs> Basically, this this guy gave me his plug and asked me to to popularize it somewhere. And um, I, I I'm gonna do it on, on the Eastern Border, recording that episode soon too. But here it is, and I'm just gonna read it. Sure. So, I his his project is called the Eyesight Stories. It's going to be found on eyesightstories.org, just in case. Basically, Eyesight Stories is a non-profit organization created with the aim to provide support and information for vision-impaired and blind people. 
we, that is they, I'm quoting here, have created a YouTube channel and a website where people with eyesight problems share their personal experiences, providing both emotional support and practical advice for those who face these issues. When we interviewed vision-impaired people, they frequently mentioned understandable information and personal approach as two very important factors of, of their well-being. Our hope is that the stories we'll share will uncover opinion, options they didn't know existed and give them the strength to face their challenges. The project began in Eastern Europe, in Latvia, but their aim is to gather information from around the whole world and make it available to everyone. We would like to provide professional voiceovers in English and other languages as well, so that the information and stories would be understood everywhere. The project could ultimately become a support platform for people in immediate need of help, for example, medical operations or other critical cases. Vision-impaired people will participate in our project as employees to help with as many tasks as needed to achieve these goals. The project was started by two Latvian guys, and we have carried it this far on our own, despite our financial limitations. But to reach out further and make this dream happen, we need your help. Thanks to your involvement, we will, we will, we will be able to make the world, this world easier to access for vision-impaired people and give them the possibility to voice their needs and to better integrate into the society. To support us, please visit our Indiegogo generosity page. That's important, this generosity, because that's for... Uh, kind of charity projects, not for any private Kickstarter thingies. Basically, yeah, I'm gonna give you the link of their Indiegogo page, and if you just want to go and take a look and also see the page and what they're doing, it's eyesightstories.org. Great. Sweet! It's kind of, you know, nice, because I'm getting married and I gave them the invitation. I just thought, you know what, yeah, these these guys give us reviews and, and listen to us very closely, so... Hey, I think these guys might actually help them out. It would be amazing. So they have this Indiegogo generosity campaign. And if, if you want to help out, hey, go go forth and, and do something nice for once. I mean... For once, you ungrateful f***s. For once. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it's like, come on, it's, it's like promoting this too also. I mean, sometimes it, it gains you karma points. Like, be decent human once in two years or so. Check. <laughs> <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> Well, that's that's great. That sounds like a, a a great project. I lost my faith in humanity when I was twelve. Then I found out Santa wasn't real. Damn it! Yeah. Well, that's why you got to come to America. You'll you'll get it back and then lose it again. That's right. <laughs> you'll get it back and then you'll get it taken from you. Yeah. In a in a mugging. Dude, 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 dude. Uh, you said faith in humanity, not faith in Americans. I mean, uh, I don't really qualify you as exactly human. You know. It's true. It's oh true. well, you will. You will. <laughs> Corn dogs. Corn dogs. That's all you got to do. Wait, like, Flora, oh Flora, 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 I'm getting reports here that you left your fridge doors open, but, you know, just saying, just close them afterwards. Yeah, yeah, uh, that thing's got a rusty hinge. Like I said, uh, you see, you have this field of vision, and outside that field of vision are densely, densely stacked KGB agents, guys, at all <laughs> oh. times. You say, you say your V's like Chekhov. <laughs> it's a, just an observation. How'd that work out? What? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Star Trek original series lately. Sorry. Hey, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> What's Star Trek? Son this interview is over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Chris Tops, it's been great having you on. Like I it, said, it, it was a bit it was a bit silly, but I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having oh, me. Oh yeah, guys. well that's it's amazing. That is how we roll, my comrade. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh as always, everybody uh can check us out on iTunes and give us a five-star review. We we really appreciate those. 
Wait, wait, wait. I have another joke. Have another oh, you joke. do, do you? Uh-huh. <laughs> Save it for... You know what? Put it in a five-star comment on our, on our iTunes. I, I don't have an iTunes account, guys. I'm only there because Jordan Harbour from Dark Myths put me there because it's literally very hard to actually get an account, at least at the time, at the time when I was making it, because I don't have any Apple products because they're ridiculously expensive. So Jordan put me on iTunes that I, I don't, don't have an iTunes account. I can't give five-star reviews to anyone. Womp, womp. You're not contributing to the communism of dark myths at all. <laughs> I am. I am. A lot. In you fact. need to work harder. Uh, <laughs> no, hey, you actually hey, do a ton if, for if, it. If, so. if, if, you, if, if you continue like this, you're going to lower the morale of the listener. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, you can always follow us, blurry underscore photos on Twitter. You can go to the, our Facebook page. Give us a like. Uh, help us climb over that 14 Hildo mark and onwards and upwards. Uh, Dave, what else can they do? Uh, they can uh, go to patreon.com slash blurry photos. Uh, sign up. Get yourself a, just a bucket load of free fun stuff. Extra episodes. Uh, best of, of of our musical intros. Best of our regular intros. I mean, you know, swing for the bleachers. Get yourself your own Lego minifig. Yep. Uh, get, get, get in your own episode. Of a friggin' bullstone, you can do that. the The bull phone option is out there, and as yet untouched, you could break ground on it. That's right. Go to audibletrial.com/slash/blurryphotos. Get yourself a free audio book download. Get us a high five. Mm-hmm. You can stumble upon us if you if you stumble. We can do all those things. Uh, anything else, Dave? What am I forgetting? Oh, oh, I I, I now I remembered. Um, the other thing you got to remember is next time on Bullstone. Popular Harambe meme leads other national zoos to gun down animals to increase ticket sales. Latvian government promises improved harvests, two potatoes per person per week. The Queen of Hearts, she made some charts? We'll tell you how Queen Elizabeth has taken up learning PowerPoint as a hobby. All these wang wrangling stories and more next time on Bullstone. Dosvidania, Kristaps. Dosvidania. Ah, dosvidania, tavarishik. Zazdravi. I got it in.